Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Jose Tovar, our producer today, after also producing our On Deck Baseball show, Got a good show for you today, and I'm going to give you today in our in the opening monologue here the good and the bad when it comes to sports. You know, there's an old song uh, by Hot Chocolate, "Everyone's a Winner." Well, everyone loves a winner, don't they? Now look. How many years have you listened to this show? I've done 25 years of this. And I can tell you that talking about golf is not a heavy, caller-driven thing. At the beginning of the year, when J.C. Deacon's golf team started playing, nobody called here and went, oh, man, looking forward to watching the golf team play. Everyone loves a winner. And all of a sudden, they're the hottest thing going. Why? A, they're playing for a national championship, which I don't think maybe even Coach Deacon thought would happen. And B, the way they've done it. The way that they have, they're individually, collectively, they have made big shots. They've come from behind. They've you know, thought they were dead in the water numerous times. It's a great, feel-good local story. But again, in a sport that I'm not saying nobody cares about, I don't mean it that way, but it's not exactly something where you walk in here and the phone lines are going to be going crazy over golf. That doesn't happen. That's the great part of sports. It's a feel-good story. It's a Gator story, and fans are lapping this up. Then there are the SEC meetings in Destin. I got to tell you, there's a great column Ross Dellinger wrote yesterday. Go, go read it. It's really good. Because... It talks about collectives, where things are right now. Um, it is pretty interesting because this is interesting in terms of where NIL is. In Missouri, a high school athlete who signs with an in-state college like Missouri can get compensation for NIL before even enrolling in school. In Texas, Texas A&M donors will earn what they call priority points through the school's fundraising arm for donations that eventually goes to athletes. In Arkansas, 
College athletes have been paid for charity appearances through a nonprofit that's owned by the school's fundraising foundation. Meantime, if the University of Florida did that, it'd be in violation of an NCAA rule and Florida state law. Think of that. That is where the playing field right now is. And in Ross's column, I'll tell you what one SEC AD said, but it's there's new state laws. I mentioned Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma. They can bring NIL to their schools while prohibiting enforcement from somebody like the NCAA. What will happen? What will happen? And in Ross's column, he quotes an attorney, an expert on NIL for the Drake Group. Of course, they try to defend academic integrity in a rather losing cause. Um, This person said, federally funded institutions running these enterprises for private gain, what's the IRS going to do? So what's right? What's wrong? How does this get enforced? How does it get enforced within a league, within one league where the playing field is not equal? Collectives are big business. And this is according to Dellinger. Ready for this? Let me, let me ask this. Jose, get on it for a second. Get on the mic. I'm going to ask you something. He's a student. Okay. What would you say that the average compensation for a Power 5 football player would be in the NIL? What would you, top of your head, what would you think? Well, just, it, just guess. It would depend on the player, of course. of course. And the school, yeah, but just the average. Give me a guess. $10,000? Okay. Maybe. Uh, not bad. Okay. Um, about ten to $50,000 annually. But um, some are making more than a hundred grand. A hundred grand. Okay, more than two hundred collectives now exist among a hundred and thirty FBS schools. Which means, do the math. There's more than one. They're private. They fundraise, and they. Do it through whatever means they can do it. But this is the quote in Dellinger's column that struck me. An SEC athletic director said this, let's be honest, we are all money laundering. We are all money laundering. I mean... Just, that's that's where we're at. And the state law amendments that I talked about in Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and there's a pending bill in Texas, has language that permits 
a school's nonprofit fundraising arm to give NIL deals and prohibits, ready for this, prohibits the NCAA or any law enforcement arm, like a league, from penalizing a school in the state for following the law. The good, the great sports story of Gator Golf, and this. This is where we are at. From uh, a quote from uh, Athliance, which is an NIL management and compliance software. There's no enforcement. Everybody is breaking the rules. Schools are saying, how far can we push it? This is the landscape. This is the backdrop. Forget about for a moment what you have in terms of the eight or nine game SEC schedule, all of that. This is being discussed big time in Destin. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Max, Max Chadwick, pro football focus. We'll talk college football with us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Zach Weiss. In Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays will look to rebound against the Chicago Cubs this afternoon after a 2-1 loss last night. They've lost two straight to the Cubs and now look to avoid the sweep. You can catch live coverage of that game starting right here at 1.30. In Florida men's golf, the Gators will face Georgia Tech in the NCAA Championship Finals today after a comeback victory over Florida State in the semifinals. In softball, the Women's College World Series starts tomorrow with an SEC matchup between Tennessee and Alabama at noon. The NBA Finals tip off tomorrow night at 8.30 as the Miami Heat travel to Denver to take on the Nuggets in Game 1. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Weiss. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch is a terrific local charity. It's in Palatka. And it does wonderful work with at-risk young boys from troubled homes. And you help out, too, because what they do is they take your either unused or unwanted vehicles, or just about any kind, and I'm talking a motorcycle, a boat, an RV, whatever it is, a car, and if you donate them to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, tax-deductible for you, by the way, these kids learn real-life skills because they fix the vehicles up, and then they go out and resell them. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of any kind, consider donating it to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It goes to a really good local cause. You can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. 
After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs out of your car. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Introducing multi-gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Limited availability in select areas. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You might think all a solid foundation can do is hold up walls and a roof, but it can do so much more. It can build friendships, launch businesses, create memories, and okay, yeah, hold up walls too. At Radiant Credit Union, we're about strengthening all the foundations in your life, starting with your home mortgage. Our home loan experts are ready to help you every step of the way, ensuring your financial foundation stays solid. Visit radiantcu.org foundation to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. The Gators. To the wall, it's a grand slam. A grand slam for Ryapel. The Rattlers. First pitch for the Gainesville Regional begins Friday evening at 5.30. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This ball is out of here. And BT has just walked it off. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. They'll be in action again this weekend. FAMU comes to town. All right, we're going to bring in pro football focuses Max Chadwick to talk some college football here. Max, welcome. Uh, I just, in my opening monologue, talked about uh, some of the things that are going on at the SEC meetings in Destin. And one SEC athletic director said about NIL, we're basically laundering money. That's a sobering, sobering statement from somebody in the SEC. But, you know, that's where I think this is with different states doing what they're doing and whatnot. I don't see an end to this anytime soon, do you? Yeah, honestly, it is a sobering thought for sure. I know Eli Drinkwitz, the Missouri head coach, had some uh, pretty 
uh, out there statements too, saying how you know kids nowadays are making more money than his brother-in-law, who I think was a doctor, he's in or something like that. Pediatrician. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he. Uh, it is. It is. You know, I know coaches are are scared for the future of college football. I do think some regulations in the future will be passed, but as of right now, like you said, I mean, it's kind of the wild, wild west when you think about the NIL and everything that's going on right now. Um, I'm going to go back to the SEC in a second, Max, but interesting that there are reports that Colorado is talking to the Big 12. Does that surprise you? No, it honestly doesn't surprise me too much. And I, I think Deion Sanders is a big reason why the Big 12 would be looking at Colorado and saying, okay, you know, that could be a, a big-time program we could add, you know, in the future. Um, but you look at it right now, I mean, Colorado obviously was uh, in the past a member of the Big 12 conference, and now they're interested in joining again. And I think it really because uh, the Pac-12 is, is kind of dwindling right now. You know, you look at um, USC and UCLA, they're both going to the Big 10 in a couple of years. Uh, so and there are other schools in the Pac-12 that are probably going to be looking at joining the Big Ten, the Big Ten or the SEC potentially too. So, uh, yeah, Colorado's probably looking at it. And the Big 12, you know, is losing Oklahoma and Texas, but they're at least adding four schools in Cincinnati, UCF, uh, Houston, and BYU. Big 12's at least, you know, treading water right now. I'm not going to say they're doing as well as the Big Ten SEC, but they're treading water. And I think Colorado's looking at that. And, you know, I don't know if the Big Ten or the SEC want a Colorado so then they say, okay, next best thing is maybe the Big 12, and they have, they have a history with the Big 12. So, yeah, I could see that happening, and I, I wasn't too surprised when I saw that report come out. You know, I guess we have to wait to see what the Pac-12 is going to do because of that TV deal they're, they're trying to negotiate. Right. But if it isn't enough, I, I don't see that league lasting. I, I mean, I think you're going to see, you know, Utah and – some of those other schools, the Arizona, Arizona States, being poached. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. And, you know, they just um, – the Big 12 obviously has their TV deal too. And uh, they the – Buff, the, you know, Colorado will be in line to receive a deal around like $31.7 million uh, starting in 2025 if they do return to the Big 12. And, you know, they kind of – it is, I think, a lot to do with that TV deal right now. And it's so much up in the air with the Pac-12 with that TV deal – I think a lot of networks were looking at it and they were saying, okay, we kind of want to know what this conference looks like before we commit, you know, a ton of money to this conference. And you lose your two biggest brands probably in USC and UCLA. Who knows what happens with other big brands like Washington and Oregon. So, yeah, I think, you know, the Pac-12 is really in a state of flux right now. Max, I'm going to look into your crystal ball here. I believe eventually there will be super conferences. Do you believe that? Mm -hmm. Oh, 1,000%. I, I agree with you. I, I think that's where we're kind of heading right now, where, you know, for the longest time it's been the Power Five conferences. And now I think we're heading to a time where it's really, if you're not in the Big Ten or you're not in the SEC, those are the two super conferences. And I think uh, a lot of schools, you know, you saw that report from a, a couple of weeks ago that AC, a ton of ACC schools are looking at potentially joining the Big Ten or the SEC. So the ACC, you know, could be in a state of flux too soon. So, yeah, I think you know the conferences like the Big 12, the ACC, the Pac-12, a lot of the top schools in those conferences probably want to get you know their foot in the door of either the SEC or Big 10 before they're, they're left out to dry. All right, Max, I'll get your crystal ball here again. I, I bef Before the SEC meeting started, go back two, three months, I thought it was going to be just a rubber stamp 
where the league was going to approve a nine-game SEC schedule because that's what Greg Sankey wanted. He knew and looked back at the COVID year when it was just an SEC schedule, and a lot of eyes were on the SEC because it was an SEC-only schedule. Well, now it's like not so fast. Some schools, including Nick Saban's Alabama, are sort of lobbying for eight. So two-part question, I think it's going to be keep it where it is until 2024 in Oklahoma and Texas come in and then figure it out. So it's part one. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think there's a report from uh, the great Ross Dellinger, a Sports Illustrated, came out that said, you know, they're looking at a temporary eight-game conference schedule in 2024 when Texas and Oklahoma join. So that'll at least be a one-year thing. I, I do think, you know, the big thing I think you have to remember this is I think they're going to go to nine games if ESPN is willing to pay up. And I think that's a big thing they're waiting for right now. A lot of the, the reports coming out that, you know, a lot of schools think, a ninth game is worth like $5 million per school. So we're talking about maybe like $80 million that that ESPN has to add on to this TV deal in order to get that ninth game. So I think they're willing to go to a ninth game. I think they want to go to a ninth game. The only thing is they're not going to go to a ninth game until ESPN is going to pay up. So I think that's the big thing to keep in mind with this too. Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus talking college football with us here on ESPN Gainesville. Um, I hope I didn't ask you this previously. I don't think I did. The, the Pac-12 gets slammed a lot because they've been sort of behind the curve, Max, on a lot of things. But from a football perspective this year, there's some pretty good football teams there and some pretty good guys playing quarterback. I, I don't think anybody's giving that league its, its due for what those teams could be. Am I off base in that? No, you're you're definitely not off base, and I think you know we keep talking about the demise of the Pac-12, and and who knows what that conference will look like in a couple years' time or a few years' time. But as of right now, this is the year USC and UCLA will still be in that conference, and of course, with USC going back, you got Caleb Williams going back too, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And you mentioned before, I mean, you've got you know probably three of the top five or so quarterbacks in the country, all in that Pac-12 conference between Caleb Williams. Michael Penix Jr. at Washington, and Bo Nix at Oregon. And then also, that's not even counting the reigning back-to-back Pac-12 champs in Utah. So, like, you got a ton of really good teams. I'm kind of worried about that, uh, you know, their playoff chances because there's so many good teams there. They might beat up on each other. So, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of good teams in Pac-12 next year. I think it actually is one of the strongest conferences in college football next season. Final question, and I'll probably ask you this again come football season. Georgia's non-conference schedule is awful. Let's just, let's just face it. It's awful. And some of that was not their fault, but a lot of talk about a 3 piece not been done since Minnesota did that a million years ago. It's hard to repeat, let alone 3 Pete, and we've seen some off-field things happen at Georgia. Given their weak non-conference schedule, do they have a legitimate shot? Yeah, I think they do have a legitimate shot. I, I think, uh, again, I am not picking them to three-peat. I don't think they are going to three-peat, but I do think with that schedule, you know, it's going to be pretty easy for them to kind of cakewalk through it and then get to the SEC championship game, maybe win the SEC championship. I think they are the best team in the SEC, but I don't think they're going to win the national championship this year. I actually, if you have to put a gun to my head right now, I would say Michigan finally gets over the hump. I think really? Michigan's roster, top to bottom, I think Michigan's roster might be the best in college football right now. They really don't have a weakness at any uh, point in that roster. So I could look dumb. Maybe Nick Saban, <laughs> uh, you know, ha- maybe Nick Saban, uh, you know, 
proves me wrong, as he always does. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Kirby Smart or Nick Saban wins the national championship. I think Jim Harbaugh finally gets over the hump this year with that Michigan squad. But I, I do think Georgia is, is definitely one of the top contenders for sure. Okay, Max, let, let's take that a, a step further. If Michigan wins, what the heck happens to Ryan Day? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think a lot of Ohio State fans right now are looking at Ryan Day and saying, hey, man, this is two years in a row that we're not winning the Big Ten, and more importantly, we're not beating Michigan. Like, what's up? Uh, so, yeah, I'm not saying he's on the hot seat, but if he loses to Michigan again, and, which I think will happen, and if he if he doesn't win the Big Ten again, which I also think will happen, uh, the Ohio State fans might put him on you know, the warm seat at least for the following season. He's a, he's a great football coach. I'm not denying that, but, you know, he has, you know, kind of been treading water from, from what Urban Meyer has been doing. So he's a great coach. He wins basically every game he's supposed to, but the big ones, like the Michigan ones, he just hasn't really been able to do that in the last couple of years. So if they lose again this year, he, I don't think he'll get fired, but I think maybe he'll get on the warm seat for the following 2024 season. Okay, as always, my friend, where can people see your work? Yeah, you can follow it at pff.com. Follow my Twitter at Chad underscore Maxwick on TikTok, too. And then, yeah, I host a show on YouTube called Preferred Walk-On. I'm, I'm actually interviewing a ton of the biggest names in college football, like Caleb Williams uh, and other guys like that. So, yeah, check it out on YouTube, Preferred Walk-On. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Steve. You got it, Max. Thank you. Does a good job covering college football. Uh, Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, 1229. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We're only going to 130 today because we have – Tampa Bay Rays baseball as they play the Cubbies. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Mike Lester, as the founder of Talon Wealth, you are a fee-only fiduciary financial advisor, and you always have a glass-half-full perspective. But the economic news is discouraging a lot of us. Certainly, I think it's going to be tough. We're going to have a retraction in the economy. That's natural. Things aren't always good. They aren't always bad. But there are far too many advisors telling people to hang in there. There are far too many advisors using scare tactics Mm -hmm. to sell things that, in my opinion, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. If they took the time to show you all of your other investment options, I don't think you would choose an annuity. Do a deep dive on your investments and what's likely to happen. You'll be more confident moving forward, and that's what we do in our comprehensive financial plan. And Talon is happy to do that complimentary. 352-751-3200. 352-751-3200. Or guardingyournestag.com. Talon Private Wealth LLC. Investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss, and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Big news at Electronics World. Electronics World is now under new ownership. 
Hi, this is Tom Collette. EW is still locally owned and operated, still giving you big box prices with personal service. Our new ownership group is dedicated to providing you the ultimate customer experience while guiding you through all the latest smart home automation and entertainment products and services. Come visit our 5,000 square foot showroom and design center in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. May is National Bike Month, so it's a great time to remember the benefits. Biking is a great mode of transportation, being faster than simply walking, while being cheaper and more environmentally friendly than driving a car. Plus, it's low-impact exercise, so it's easy on your joints and muscles. Biking can also help you sleep better and make you look younger. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, a mixture of sun and clouds, warm and muggy highs in the mid-80s. Full of a breeze developing, gusting between 15 and 20 miles an hour. A few late afternoon and early evening showers and thunderstorms are possible, especially along the nature coast and generally west of the I-75 corridor. Tonight, partly to mostly cloudy skies again, lows tomorrow morning near 70. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Where do you think Spolstra's heading before it's all head said and done? Top five. All time. Eric Spolstra has three chips. He has two chips as a head coach, one chip as an assistant coach, and he's been to six NBA finals. I think Steve Kerr is in that conversation, and Steve Kerr obviously has championships, but I will say from an X's and O's perspective, Eric Spolstra is a better X and O's coach than Steve Kerr. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Gator volleyball coach Mary Wise will join us at about 1.15 today to discuss their schedule. I never asked her how she makes her schedule. I'm going to talk to her about that. And uh, what does NIL, has that changed anything in terms of recruiting and all that? We'll get to her. And then uh, Mark Etheridge from D1 Baseball will join us to talk about the tournament. Uh, okay, or the regionals. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com to get on the show. And we hope you will. Again, uh, an abbreviated show today till 1.30. We've got Rays baseball against David Ross and the Cubbies. Steven says, why does the number two seed Gators have the number 10 team UConn in our regional and 16 seed Alabama has zero ranked teams in their regional? I can't answer that. That's the committee can answer that. 
I can't. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I know this, Wake Forest is the number one seed, and they have Maryland in their bracket, and they're ranked, too, 18th, 19th, whatever they are. Um, so, you know, and I will also say this, no disrespect to FAMU, but many have them rated as the worst team in the field, even below Tulane. So you you balance out, Stephen. That, that's the best answer I can really give you. All right. Uh, tomorrow, if everything goes right on the show, Jamie Shoup, the FAMU coach, uh, will join us, talk about his team. Jeff Darlington from ESPN will talk national football league. OTAs going on now. Uh, we, we attempted to get the other two coaches uh, in Florida's regional. Uh, we have not gotten a response and hope to hear from one of the Gator players tomorrow on the show about the regional. So that's all coming up. Bill, I heard your opening monologue. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, what a great comeback by Gator Golf. It's sure fun to see that. Everybody loves a story like that. Yes, everybody loves that. And you should. Because those things are special. Those things just don't happen, you know, all the time. And once again, that kind of makes it cool to do. Uh, Josh emails. Uh talks about the SEC meetings. Uh, what difference does it really make if you play eight or nine league games? There are some schools like Kentucky, and I think some of the smaller schools that going, unlike here, where going to a bowl game is like, eh, that going to a bowl game is a big deal. Missouri's a big deal go to a bowl game. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Kentucky, big deal going to a bowl game. So their thought is if we play another SEC game and we don't play a team that we can beat, we might not go to a bowl game. So that's part of the reason I think some people, some schools, are looking at eight instead of nine. But there you go. Uh, Pat, uh, you don't talk much NBA, Steve, but you have to love the run the Heat made. Some, it's funny, great segue into Eric Spolstra. He is a terrific coach. He might be the best coach in the NBA right now, right today. I'm not saying of all to, in today's NBA, I think. He's the best coach in the league. And you're going to tell me, well, you know, they, they barely made the, you're right. Do their fans care? Do their fans care what they did in the regular year? They could care less. They're playing for an NBA championship. Peyton says, with the future of college football seeming to want more and more key matchups, 
Are the small schools who rely on the paycheck games like New Mexico or UTEP going to be left behind hardly seems fair. Well, if you play in the SEC, for example, a ninth league game, then yes, you're going to have less opportunities to play schools like that, especially if you're Georgia or you're Florida or you're South Carolina because you play Georgia Tech or FSU or Clemson every year. That doesn't allow you very many schools like those schools, Peyton, to play. So, yes, and that could hurt those schools. But I'm going to tell you what now. I mean, they're, they're going to say all the right things. The big boys don't care. And think about it. A lot of people come from that when they ascend. They, they start out at small schools like that. Billy Napier, right? Look where he started out. Right? Look, Nick Saban, where he started out. They started schools like that. So they have an appreciation for that, but sometimes that's just where the cookie crumbles. Porter, hello. Oh, it's Paul, Steve, but that's all right. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a um, Porter on my phone. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, what is there, 125-ish D1 schools that, that play in the – um, I guess what do they call it? The bowl subdivision, is that something number? like that? Yes. Do you see? Obviously, something drastic has to has to change right in the next five or ten years with whether it be super conferences, NIL playing a big piece. But do you really see in five or ten years that you know Vanderbilt's not really sustainable to stay in the SEC? I, I don't I don't know what you do. I don't know if you can just kick them out, but. You know, every conference has their has their bottom, so to speak. Um, do you see as potential maybe super conferences, but also coming with that, where maybe only about eighty teams or so, sixty to eighty teams compete at the bowl subdivision level? Uh, it's possible. Um, I haven't given that much thought, but you know, I hear that a lot about Vanderbilt. I get it. I understand it. But remember, football is not the only sport. And I think it's it's viewed uh, as that. Because Vanderbilt competes in baseball pretty well. They've traditionally competed in basketball. They've not recently. And they won, it, believe it or not, a bowling national championship with their women not too long ago. But do I see super conferences? Yes, I do. Um, and look, you're, if it isn't Vanderbilt, somebody's going to be at the bottom. Somebody is. So who is it? So, I mean, there's always going to be a bottom feeder in a league. I don't care if it's four teams or 40. And that's, and that's fair. You know, the other, the other sports play a part in it, and, and certainly – and that really wasn't meant in any – Oh, no, I understand. Know, sort of I mean, they're, they're thrown out there because they have – look, they've struggled in football let's face it i just wonder with where the money is going that ultimately there has to be a point where you know what guys we're not we're we we you know we're deep we're, we're just we just can't compete at that level and 
kind of sorry to see that happen, but like I said, I think there's going to be obviously drastic, drastic changes in order to to sustain what what what's going on now. Well, one thing Vanderbilt's done, they've hired a new athletic director, and they finally have put some serious money into renovating football. So at least they'll be able to keep up, you know, with some semblance of keeping up in terms of facility, because it was. I mean, if you've been there, it's you know not very good. So, at least there's an attempt to do that. Okay, thanks, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you, PG. Get right to you. Twelve forty-four. Time check brought to you by Hey Shillery, ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Kaylin Sims. In MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Chicago Cubs today after a 2-1 loss last night. The Rays have lost two straight games to the Cubs. Tune in here for live coverage of the game at 1.30 p.m. In Florida's men's golf, the Gators will take on Georgia Tech in the NCAA National Championship Finals today at 4.35 p.m. in Arizona. In NBA, the Miami Heat will be on the road to take on the Denver Nuggets tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. in Game 1. In softball, the Women's College World Series starts tomorrow with an SEC matchup between Tennessee and Alabama at noon. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kaylin Sim. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Want to talk to anybody who's a Florida health care worker out there or if you know somebody who works in the health care industry. I've got some real money-saving news for you. It's pretty simple. Switch your current financial institution to the credit union I've been using for over 30 years. It's called My Healthcare Federal Credit Union. It's right here in Gainesville. Lots of ways to save, lots of great things for you. For example, car loan rate discounts for concierge car buying service and green vehicles. Also, 325-plus branches in Florida, 5,500 branches throughout the country, with co-op shared branching, banking net, branching networks and free checking with no minimum balance. And if you're looking for ways to save, if you have a high credit card interest rate, my HCFU has a low fixed rate card with no annual or balance transfer fees. So do what I do. Switch your bank to My Healthcare Federal Credit Union. To find out more, simply visit myhcfcu. Dot org my org. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. 
QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. From the diamond to the dugout. We are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. That's great timing because Coach will be with us in about uh, 25 minutes or so. Go to the phones, PG. Hello. Hey, man. How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing well, sir. All right. Um, so, I just, I just got to talk about Bandy for a second. I, I enjoy them in the league. Nashville's great. They do compete in baseball. Um, they obviously don't do enough in football. This new coach seems like he's doing a little better. Obviously, beat Florida, but they, they do get a lot of money. My, my biggest thing, two things about Bandy. They didn't put enough money. They're not putting enough into the big sport that's that's you know ruling the roost. But besides that, you know they don't have a women's softball team and they don't have some other teams. And I just, to me, I don't know all the inner workings, but that that just seems like that can't happen, especially with that kind of money going to the program. The other thing is with baseball, you know, because they are a private institution. I don't know how they're able to do this, but they have more scholarships. I know some of them minority-based and on the academic side, but they finagle that too, which kind of bothers me. And, and but, but I do see the good in that as well. Don't get me wrong. But they seem to kind of get it on both ends there. And I, and I do feel like they're getting pushed a little bit, and I don't know anything, but to do more, put more into the football program. Well, they already have. Yeah, lately. But really, well, I mean, that, that's all it is. It doesn't matter what they did 30 years ago. It matters what they do now. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty recent. But three hundred million dollars. Yeah, a lot. Well, they get what eighty-five, you know. So and then whatever else they make. So um, yeah, so that's great. The thing I wanted to talk about real quick is um, you, you were talking about the heat a lot and Spolstra. I think they made the final six out of the last twelve or thirteen years. I mean, that's that's incredible. You know, different teams. Obviously, the Shaq, you know, Wade, and then Wade kind of, kind of carried the torch to that LeBron. Bosch deal. Now you got this group and a little bit before that, but you know the one common denominator along with Spolstra, I think Van Gundy took over for uh, or Spolstra took over for Van Gundy is, is Pat Riley. So I don't hear a lot of people talking about Pat Riley, but he's the architect. I mean, the way he's able to kind of I don't know. Like I'm hoping I'm going to compare it to Billy Napier. I'm hoping Napier has his ability, and that's what he kind of talks about is being able to evaluate. Um, not obviously on an athletic level, but also competitiveness, team awareness, um, just on a different level. You know, does, does that make any sense? Yes, it does. You look at Miami's team, uh, 
Duncan Robinson. I can go down the list. I think I don't know how many of them were undrafted or second round picks, but but it's pretty substantial. And then you know a guy like Jimmy Butler who bounced around, Philly didn't want, uh, you know, or at least pay him. You know, they went with Tobias Harris, I believe, instead of him with the money. I mean, would you agree, Pat Riley? I mean, is he in the Hall of Fame, or do you have to be retired? Because he's he's a big part of all this. Sure, he is, um, and he's done a good job in 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 doing that. So. He deserves credit, too. Yeah. I know a lot of New Yorkers weren't happy the way he left, but uh, since he's been in Miami, I think he's been there about 20 years now. Yeah. Crazy. And he is in the Hall of Fame. I know that. I don't know when, but he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he deserves that. So, anyway, I'm rooting for the Heat, man, but I like Denver, too. I, I think Denver's a great team. I, I don't know if, what they're going to think about the ratings, but I don't really care about that stuff. I think you got a hot team. you probably got the best team in the NBA. So, can't ask for much more, man. I'm All right. To it. PG, thank you. Appreciate your call. Austin, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Um, yeah, I'd like to uh, talk about Gator baseball for a little bit. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, the regional coming up this weekend. Um, I think that it, it matches up pretty well for the Gators. Um, but um, I wanted to ask you, what team do you think uh, scares us or scares you the most if you're uh, the Gators? And my, I, I think it's Texas Tech, but what do you think? They're very similar teams, um, Tech and Connecticut. Although what's because they both tend to have uh, struggles pitching, but hit the ball well. I would lean to Connecticut only because they field better. Texas Tech is not a good defensive team, and so that could come back to bite you in a short series like this. But I think they're very similar in that their strength is offense, and their pitching's been spotty. Okay. All right. That's good to know. And um, the other thing is, you know, with our with our pitching, I mean, I feel I feel pretty good about it. But you know, my only sort of, I think the X factor would be Catriona because he seems like he's somewhat inconsistent. But um, you know, would you? And I think you kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday in your show. Like, do you think Sully's going to kind of change up the lineup in terms of like Sproat, um, and um, Catriona, and uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the third guy. Yeah, um, Waldrop. Yeah, I, I, Waldrop, I think yeah. I think he entertains it. Um, historically, he kind of goes chalk, but he's done it before, and I think it's worth doing because the object now, you know, it isn't like you you win two out of three and there's a next series. You got to win, so he's got to decide what's best in terms of us advancing to a super. And I think starting CAGs game one would be something he will strongly consider. Right, I agree. And there's no other uh, coach that I'd rather have than Sully, so we'll see what he does. Thank you, Steve. Yes, sir, Austin. Thank you. Marshall, welcome to Sports Scene. Steve, um, last year, the what I think might have been the best pitching performance in any one game was Karsten Finvold against Oklahoma. And now this year, he's nowhere. What happened to him? Well, he was nowhere last year, too. Um, he, he just, he's not a top-tier pitcher on the staff. That's the best I can tell you. You yeah. compete, and he isn't in the top tier. Do you think there's someone on the staff? I mean, there's, there's been so many different times, either the SEC tournament or in the regionals that somebody comes out of nowhere like Darren O'Day goes from being really good in the bullpen 
to actually starting a game and surprising everybody with how well he did for a whole game. Um, and gosh, there's been numerous guys. Do you think there's anybody in particular on the staff that might be that extra person? The only way I think that happens, and if you remember, right, Finvold came in because Timmy Manning was awful. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they had to have somebody come in and eat innings. I don't think even the most ardent Gator fan thought he would eat as many innings as he did and pitch as well as he did. I think that would have to happen where, you know, somebody doesn't pitch well, gets knocked out in the first or second inning, and now you're stretching your pitching, right? Do you, do you For example, if that happened, let's just say pitcher X gives up five runs in the first inning or second inning and gets pulled. Well, are you going to put in – I don't know, uh, Slater at that point? You could because he can eat innings. But if you want to save him to the middle, then do you put a Nesbitt in there or do you put some? That's where I think it would have to be similar to what happened last year. Well, the one thing we can say is baseball and now this year golf has given us a lot to talk about and a lot to pay attention to. Yeah, uh, I, I, I laugh at J.C. because – you know, at the beginning of the year, he just he coaches a sport that doesn't get, you know, a lot of discussion. And, you know, he always chides me because I haven't had him on the show a whole lot, but I have recently. And trust me, if he's willing to do it, whether they win or lose today, he's going to come back on one more time. They've done a heck of a job. Well, I'm sure they're selling a lot of golf logo shirts. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir, Marshall. Thank you. Porter will round out the hour. Hi, Porter. Hey, Steve, uh, I wanted to call in and talk to Jeff, and I didn't get in in time. Um, I, did he by chance or did anybody ask? Every year it seems like there's, you know, some of these, these small schools, but they have, a, you know, a, a star number one, you know, like Chris Sale at, at Florida Gulf Coast or whatever. Um, are there any teams like that, and they have a number one you want to try and avoid, and specifically in our region, this is uh, um, UConn or, or Texas Tech or no. uh, even Florida a do, do any of those have a, a real front-line guy? Nah, I mean – I'm generalizing here, but if you look at their numbers, they don't pitch well. They, they've, gotcha. they've had spots where they pitched well, but Tech and Connecticut both hit very well, and, and FAMU doesn't pitch it well either. So I think if Tech or Connecticut comes out of this, then three things have to happen. One, Florida's pitching has to be overcome by their strength, which is hitting. Number two, somebody or, or a couple of people on their pitching staffs have to pitch better than they've statistically pitched. And three, some luck. I, I think Florida is the clear favorite in this regional, but clear favorites don't always win. Gotcha. Um, I, was, I was sort of also looking ahead at uh, Campbell. I've heard you know, so many things. Their, their RPI was 13. And, um, do they have a, 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 number, a shutdown number one? Or, or, or you know, They're out there. What, t- what teams do you not want to face? Because – you know, anybody can shut you down one night. And I go back to uh, the Florida a They've only beaten us one time in history. And Jeff went back and looked it up. It was 2014. I think it was 4-3 final. And uh, it wasn't a bunch of scrubs going for Florida. We threw seven pitchers, and six of them uh, went on to, to at least pitch in the major leagues at some point. And we also had Bader on that team and uh, Richie Martin. And, and there were another three or four. So it's just, you know, baseball's a funny game, you know. <laughs> so, Campbell's uh, got one guy I – I, 
His last name is either Kuehler or Kohler. I can't think of his name, but I know he's 8-0. So, Let's, you know, that's pretty good. Absolutely, that is good. Um, one quick comment. I was, I, was, I was sort of thinking about how much in, you know, you know, impact. Okay, I, I got 30 uh, seconds, so go ahead. Okay, I, I was just about Riley, how much impact he had. Maybe in helping Spolstra deal with the egos, because that's such a big part of the NBA that's not, you know, in college. And maybe that, uh, you know, helped Spolstra develop. I was just curious and, and just a thought. So okay, guys, be safe. yep, thank you. Yeah, I just looked this up. I was right. Uh, he's 8-0, and they have another pitcher uh, who's 8-1, and one, but he has a high ERA of 5. So, But that's another regional, but that is the regional that Florida matches up with. Hour 2 coming up, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Eating good is about more than just tasty food. Eating good is about doing good, too. And that's exactly what Fresh from Florida is all about. Supporting local Florida farmers, creating jobs in our communities, and of course, making sure you can enjoy all the fresh flavors Florida has to offer. Because produce tastes better when it's grown closer to home. So eat good tonight. Look for the Sunny Fresh from Florida logo where you shop. Learn more at followfreshfromflorida.com. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Had enough of those little flies in your kitchen? I did. That's why I got Zevo. I just plug in the trap, insert a cartridge, and let the light do all the work. Zevo traps use blue and UV light to attract and trap flying insects with no odor, no mess, and no stress. Stop swatting and ditch the DIY traps. With Zevo, getting rid of bugs is as easy as click, click, blue. Zevo, people friendly, bug deadly. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene. In an abbreviated show today at 1.30, we have Rays baseball against the Cubbies. Jose Tovar producing. He's coaching up Bennett Solomon to do the same thing today. Uh, so we thank them and you for making us part of your day. Uh, to start the hour, we're going to talk with Mark Etheridge, who covers college baseball for D1 Baseball. Mark, always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I, I want to start by something I know you talked about on, on your Twitter, which was Kansas State's coach coming out and saying the committee basically robbed them of being in the tournament because of what he called an outdated method of selection, the RPI. I tend to agree with that. Do you? Yeah, I, in, in this case, I do. Uh, and, and, and always nice to visit with you. I, I think that the thing is, the RPI is built 
because there are so many different ways of scheduling. There are different conferences with different strengths and, and very few common opponents. If you look at a team out west and a team in the Midwest and a team in the south, it's really hard to tell where the strength is if you just look at one-loss one records because they don't play each other. So you need some way to determine that, and that's what the RPI does. It, it looks at strength of schedule. It looks at opponents' winning percentages and how they assemble that winning percentage by who they played and who their opponents played. And it, and it can be valuable to, to look at teams that don't have a whole lot of common opponents. But in the case of Kansas State, they had head-to-head wins over Texas Tech and, and um, Oklahoma, and they also finished ahead of them in the conference where everyone plays each other. It's not like the SEC where you know you, you can have a better record than someone strictly by who you, who you play and who you miss. They play everybody. So I think that's a very valuable way to evaluate how, how good these teams are if they play common schedules, plus they won head-to-head. And, yeah, the RPI wasn't as good for Kansas State because they didn't do as much on conference. And, and that's where coaches, they have to be strategic in how they're building non-conference schedules because it's obvious what the committee's doing. They're, they're looking and they're rewarding teams that, that um, challenge themselves in the part of their schedule that they control, which is the non-conference. And even though you might have a better conference record, it doesn't seem to matter, carry as much weight as what you do in, in, in building your schedule for non-conference. I, I hope you can answer this. I'm not sure there is an answer, but two or three people today and in, in the past few days have asked this question. If Florida is an overall number two national seed, how do they get in D1 Baseball's poll, the number 10 team to come here and be in this regional, and other regionals don't have, you know, that high a team. Is there an explanation yeah. for that? Yeah, sure. Um, the polls use a different different structure. There's poll mechanics involved uh, than the committee does, and, and also how we do in the projections. If you notice how we project the field, it looks much different mm-hmm. than what the, what, it what sure the rankings does. are. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and it's basically you're evaluating different things. The polls are going to reward teams that win a lot of games, um, even if some of those opponents aren't that great. But if you keep winning, you're going to keep moving up, right? While if you're in a tough conference, you're going to lose more games, and that gives you an opportunity to fall. And that's why the, the, the rank, the, 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 I mean, the uh, NCAA field is going to value more stronger conferences that play bigger, play tougher schedules than the polls do. Um, let's take a look at Florida's regional. Lots of fans wanting to know about the teams mm-hmm. in it. Florida played of uh, FAMU earlier in the year. Just a thumbnail look at Tech and Connecticut. They yeah. hit very well. Maybe don't pitch it so great. As you look at these teams, what do you see? Yeah, they're, they're, these are two similar clubs, I think. Yes. Uh, both, both Texas Tech and, and UConn, they're – they have a regional pedigree. They're not going to come into Gainesville and be, you know, be, be all nervous and upset. I think that, you know, these are programs used to excelling in the postseason, and that I expect them to play well. The question is, can they pitch well enough to handle Florida's lineup? Because that is a, that's a murderer's road there, especially with the way Rappel hit in Hoover. I saw him up close and personal. He, he just, he, he really put on a show in, in, in his, his time in the SEC tournament. I think the key for Florida, for me, to have success in this regional is they need to they need to get deep starts. Um, 
It's a very talented rotation, maybe as talented as any in the country. And when they're on, they're just amazing. They're just not always on. And sometimes you, you get some outings that, that don't go as deep as you need. And you, in a tournament setting, you, you really need some quality starts because your bullpen can get really taxed because you're playing you know, extra games. And, and I think that's the key. If they can get five, six innings out of Sprogue, Waldrop, and Cags, um, I, I like their chances because then you're not trying to fill so many at the end of the game. The other, the other thing that I would look for is, uh, can you, can you get the the kind of offensive output? You know, because there are times when you get in here and you 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 do face some pitchers who just kind of have it figured out, and older pitchers that that, that rise to the occasion. Can Florida keep putting the pressure on, on these pitching staffs and get into those bullpens? Because I really like your chances. Uh, if you're a Gator fan, if you can, um, if you can get into these the, these teams' bullpens, starters maybe not so much, but as as the depth of these staffs, Florida's going to have going to have the edge, and, and that's where you want to get to. Mark, I want to talk here, and this is not the only place, but you know, just about every year here in a regional or a super regional, rain or the threat mm-hmm. of it plays a part in things, and there's been some talk about, with no disrespect to Florida A&M, that you start CAGS in game one because if something happens, you still have the other two. You don't want to waste a starter for the weekend if it rains. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, if you're expecting rain on Friday and you don't want to burn a starter, you know, you get him hot and he pitches two innings and then the rain comes. Um, Yeah, that's – I think if you're going to have that, you'd rather have it on Friday because you've got your whole staff available, and you could probably even bring bring your starter back if you needed a third or fourth, you know, game. But um, it's I, I do think that if you're playing to win a tournament, uh, you you've got to try to win those first two games, and whatever's your best matchup, which doesn't necessarily mean you throw your best guy in game one. It's your best two, right? And you find the right matchup that you think you can have success against both of those opponents because you definitely want to win those first two. The second one's just as important as the first one. So it's it's trying to find the right matchup. Who matches up the best? If you you have a guy who's, who's having trouble throwing strikes and you're playing against a, a patient team, maybe that's not the way to go. If they're free swinging, well, maybe you roll with him. See, and I think those are the kinds of decisions that someone will have to make. Mark Etheridge, D1 baseball writer, joins us here on Sports Scene. Mark, let me end with this. Um, mm-hmm. Florida's matched up in the South Carolina regional, and Campbell is a very sexy pick, especially with Carolina's injury issues, to yeah. come out of that regional. A lot of Gator fans obviously haven't heard about the Camels. What do you see with this team? Very talented club. They have a first-round uh, draft pick on the heel, Kate Kuhner. So he's a guy that, you know, he's a difference maker. Um, but Campbell has a lot of velocity. They look like an SEC club. They're really, really athletic for a mid-major, they're they're the most uh, probably the most talented mid-major you know in, in the country, and they're going into a South Carolina team, and I, I kind of wonder how this is going to go because South Carolina has been getting kind of dumped on at the end of the year because of all their all their uh, losses that they've accumulated. Uh, they had a chance to go back, kind of reset, kind of right the right the mood, and I kind of look for them to come out and play well, uh, it, it, and that would set up. A great super regional if, if both teams win because you know South Carolina swept Florida in Columbia. 
I think it will be a different story in Gainesville, but it would be quite the storyline and, and a lot of fun to watch. Okay. Uh, where can people see your work, Mark? Yeah, D1 Baseball. Um, we, we'll have people in a lot of the regionals. We'll be live. You know, we'll be in command center as well, letting you know what's happening all across the country. We've got, we're previewing all the regionals now. Uh, it's, we'll have features. We'll have analysis, advanced statistics, all of the stuff that you need to keep up to date on college baseball. You can find it at D1. Okay. D1 and hope, hope to get you back uh, when Supers are going to happen. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care. Enjoy the games. Yep. Thank you, Mark. Mark Etheridge, D1 Baseball. Um, all right. Let me get to a couple of emails quickly here because I'm going to get Mary Wise here. Uh, let's see here. William says, think some of the topics you talked about today, such as collectives, or make people today start disliking a product in college sports they spent a lifetime enjoying. I describe myself as a hardcore, knowledgeable fan, particularly as it comes to Florida sports. At this point, any time now collectors are brought up and in discussion, I lose interest and tune out. I'm in my 30s. I can assure you it's worse for the older fans in terms of disinterest. You, of course, have to talk about it because it does matter in college football particularly, but I do think it's a topic most fans today have a particular disdain for. I agree. I don't think a lot of people like it, but, William, to your point, it has to be discussed. Uh, Adrian says, at a national level, we recently had a U.S. district attorney for the first time indicted a former president. What could prevent a district attorney in Florida who may happen to be an FSU grad from filing an indictment against the UF coach for money laundering? Food for thought. It may be what might have to happen to put an end to this NIL madness. Oh, my gosh. Don't even. Oh, my gosh. I'm not, and uh, a- Andrew says, what's the best thing to eat, do in Omaha? Do you like the zoo? Hope we get there. Uh, the zoo is good. Um, the best thing about it, if you've never been there, is just take in the atmosphere. Omaha does a really, really good job in hosting the event. All kinds of places to go besides the game vendors, but just the it just to soak in the atmosphere of it. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Mary Wise will join us to close out the show. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Kaylin Sims. In MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Chicago Cubs today after a 2-1 loss last night. The Rays have lost two straight games to the Cubs. Tune in here for live coverage of the game at 1.30 p.m. In NBA, the Miami Heat will be on the road to take on the Denver Nuggets tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. in Game 1. In Florida men's golf, the Gators will take on Georgia Tech in the NCAA National Championship Finals today at 4.35 p.m. in Arizona. In softball, the Women's College World Series starts tomorrow with an SEC matchup between Tennessee and Alabama at noon. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Kaylin Sims. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The people at Southeast Car Agency know that buying a vehicle is a big purchase for you. And let's face it. You want reliable transportation you're going to love getting behind the wheel of. And they know that at Southeast Car Agency. And it's one of the reasons they've been in business for 40-plus years. And since opening their doors, the Cousins family has done one thing, giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Check out the variety, the selection, by going online at secars.com or 
going to see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. You can test drive the vehicles. There's sales staff there to answer any questions you have, but they leave the decision to you. They don't ever hard sell you. I've been a customer for a long time, driven a lot of vehicles over the years, and every one of them has been really good for me. They're good people. They'll work with you to make that purchase the best it can be for you. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. The year's almost half over, and you're still dealing with that knee or hip pain. Enough is enough. Pills and surgery aren't the answer. You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The advanced regenerative medicine solutions at QC Kinetics can give you a life without chronic joint pain. You can do all those summer activities you used to enjoy. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in taking healing properties from your own body and applying them right into your achy joints so your joint tissue can be repaired and restored naturally. This treatment is revolutionary. Patients across America are having life-changing results, and there's no drug, surgery, or downtime. If you have pain in your knees, back, shoulders, hips, you need to stop what you're doing and call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Learn how the latest advances in regenerative medicine can give you your life back. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Rays baseball coming up in about 10 minutes for you, but we're going to end today's show talking to one of my favorite people, Gator volleyball coach Mary Wise. Mary, good to talk to you. How are you? I'm well, Steve. Thanks for asking. And I'm glad you're here. And a lot of people uh, have requested you, Mary, who are volleyball fans, and I will tell you why in a minute. But in all the years I have known you, I've never asked you this because your schedule came out. And I think for fans, how do you put the, the conference does theirs, but how do you put together your schedule year to year? Well, I will admit it is not easy. So, <laughs> and the reason I say this is, it, and we're not the only school in this situation, uh, is that. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. What is ClearSound Audiology, and how can they help you? Well, simply put, ClearSound Audiology focuses on enhancing your life by addressing hearing loss. Whether it's affecting you or a loved one, don't miss what you haven't been hearing. There's absolutely no obligation with the two-week trial period. Try your hearing aids before you buy them. All UF and Santa Fe students and employees save 10%, or mention ESPN for 10% savings as well. Visit us online at clearsoundaudiology.com or in person in our Gainesville or Lake City offices. ClearSound Audiology, where your hearing aid comes with a doctor. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence, and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. 
you know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. You're trying to play the matches that will best prepare your team for the conference and beyond. But so you got to play tough competition. But depending on the age of and experience of your team, you go in too hard, then it's really hard. You know, you could, you could overschedule early, and and can your team rebound from that? So, and then then there's the art of the mid majors, and in, in our sport, and we're not, and again, not the only sport, is that playing teams. We love to to uh, stack our home schedule with you know top. 20 opponents, but they all want us playing at their place, too. Sure. So that home way that we've done with Minnesota and Stanford, we're in our fourth year of doing that. And the beauty of Florida State being such a good program to be able to play them in state. But when you're also filling the schedule is um, there, you have to provide guarantees. So it's an, it is not the, my favorite part of, <laughs> of the profession, uh, but it's a great schedule. It is a good schedule, no doubt. Um, I, I was also interested to see that the SEC is going back to the pre-COVID scheduling, so you don't face teams back to back. Are you in favor of that? Yeah, it was the right thing to do during COVID, and and you know that was uh, in twenty in the bubble in Omaha for the national championship. Kentucky was the first SEC team to win a volleyball championship. And there was something to be said that because the way our schedule is, we're not like uh, baseball that goes to one uh, school and stays, you know, plays the three matches and stays there. We have the regular schedule. The normal schedule has us like Friday, Sunday, which is fine if you're home. But if you're on the road, you're you're traveling Thursday, then you're tra- playing Friday, traveling Saturday, playing Sunday, get home really late Sunday. It just wears on the players. So the decision was, the uh, coaches thought, you know, we finally won a national championship because our players weren't worn out by the end of the, the season. And that was the year that, you know, we took Wisconsin um, to five in what would have been um, the regional finals. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we, all, we were so close to having two SEC teams in the final four. So we chose to go the back-to-back in 21. The mistake was um, – and and there weren't any coaches in favor. It just they just tried to play out the schedule. Is they stayed with the back to back in 22. It was a year too long. So we're back to just as you said the pre-COVID schedule where we'll play your normal week is Friday Sunday unless you have a Wednesday TV match. So I think it's better for our athletes. Um, I think it's better for our fans. And um, soon. Soon, and we've been talking about this for so long. Not only are we getting Texas and Oklahoma coming in t- to play volleyball in the league, but hold on to your hat, Steve. Vanderbilt has added volleyball wow. after all these years. How about that? I didn't know that. Ah, that's great. Um, yeah, now they won't join us till twenty-five because they still have to find a, a creative facility for them to play. But come twenty-five, we'll actually have an even number of teams for the first time ever. Yay for that! Uh, I actually got two emails for you. Uh, one says, can you ask 
a coach about the impact of transfers out of the program and the hope for impact of our incoming freshmen and transfers into the program. Yeah, you know, the portal, it's here to stay. It's its just um, our life um, as we know it. Um, I do think it's the it was better for the student athletes to give them more autonomy in when of of playing somewhere else that they choose to do so and so i think there might be a market correction because it was out of control for all sports you know with extra year but i you know i don't begrudge any player that that chooses to leave and certainly we've benefited from the players coming in so the portal is it um we'll all be portal watching uh, as long as it, it is part of our our uh, profession, but but it will not replace recruiting. Not, at least not in volleyball. It might in other sports. Um, but um, I am so excited about our incoming freshman class, the four players, as really as talented a, a class as, as we've had in years. And they, we've got players that have a chance to start and. Wow. and you know, be major, major impact players. I think Gator fans are going to be awfully excited to to watch this freshman class. That sounds cool. I'll end with the other email. Uh, can you ask Coach, has NIL changed the way she coaches and or recruits? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I know, I know you got a baseball game coming up, so I, can't t- I don't want to take too long. But no. it, it is, it's the wild, wild west. You know, the NIL is here but there are not a whole lot of guardrails up right now. I'll just put it that way. I do think in time it will be done right, that it will be a win-win for businesses, companies. You know what I'd love to see, Steve? I'd love to see every as many businesses in Gainesville, Alachua County, that that are can thrive because of Gator Athletics, for them to jump on board and let our athletes help promote their business. We can we can do this right. Um, are there other sports and other schools in volleyball that are doing it? Um, mm, I think it's more like incentives mm-hmm. uh, recruiting, even though it's not supposed to be. Uh, but I think in time, the NCAA will put up the guardrails where, where the athletes can be compensated as they should for their name, image, and likeness, and and it can be a win-win. How cool would it be if if all these businesses in town had had our Gator athletes of all the sports helping promote their business because they're they are they are the lifeblood of the community are these businesses. So I think we can do this right. We just need to get it off the ground. Well, in my last minute, um, I used to ask you this all the time when I interviewed you for games. The league, the SEC. Tell folks competitively, is the league better? Is the league going to be good next year? The league is <laughs> can be really tough. We'll have maybe se- uh, seven more or more teams playing in the NCAA tournament. Mm. Uh, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, and these teams, there have been some coaching changeover. And, you know, every time there's coaching changeover, especially in women's sports, you see the the – schools put resources and things into the program so those schools get a bump and so our league is going to be legit and it's going to even get a whole lot tougher when texas comes to <laughs> good night that's going to, there's that that state is so stacked with volleyball talent and it'll be great for for gator fans 
to be able to see us play them every year. Okay. Glad we got a chance to coach up uh, to catch up, Mary. I always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Take care. You got it. Thank you. She's done a wonderful job here. Tremendous coach and better person, Mary Wise. Okay, that's going to do it for our show for today. Don't forget, Rays baseball on the horizon here. Tomorrow, Jeff Darlington from ESPN will join us, and Florida A&M baseball coach Jamie Shoup is scheduled to join us too. We hope you will too. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day.